Press. Good evening and God bless you wherever you are across the earth. Thank you for joining us again this evening. As it is, what is the time? It is uh, three, four minutes past twelve. Sunday morning, may God strengthen you and bless you. It's lovely to have you with us at this moment in time. May the hand of the Lord always be upon you. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad. We're turning to the book of Isaiah. We're turning to the book of Isaiah. And as everybody is coming online for this moment, I just want to welcome everybody. Thank you for all those that download these podcasts. Absolutely amazing. The stats that are coming through, we thank God for everyone that is downloading and everyone that is listening and sharing everything that we are doing here this is our third this is our third evening we went third uh, what did we do thursday uh friday tonight saturday sunday morning it's difficult to get your head around isn't it but, but but everybody online at this moment thank you so much wherever you are across the earth whatever your time zone is in your world we welcome you right now you're joining myself reverend ben cooper here at elim church may god strengthen you and guide you you can find us on apple music you can find us on iHeartRadio. You can find us on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Buzzsprout. May God bless you and strengthen you across this earth tonight. You know, we're in Easter. We're, we're celebrating the feast, uh, the death, uh, the resurrection now. Sunday is upon us. Sunday is here. It is loud. It is clear. You know, the devil thought that he had him. Religion thought that he had him. Yeah, and we all need Jesus right now. Wherever you are across this land, do not put any weight on any human being. Do not put any weight on me. Do not put any weight on pastors and leaders, brothers and sisters. It might sound a bit brutal, but put everything you got into the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because he is your guide. He is your rock. He is your king. He is the great I am. He is Jehovah Jireh. You know, as these last two, three evenings as we've just been pressing into the word and God has been guiding us and strengthening us. You know, this is all about salvation. This is about salvation. This is about redemption. This is about the blood of Christ. This is about Holy Week. It is about Jesus. It is not about the church. It is not about religion. It is not about anyone else but Jesus. You are saved. And I keep emphasizing, I keep repeating myself because I believe God is stirring my spirit. And I just need to let you know tonight, God has your life in the palm of his hands but let's go to isaiah 53 isaiah 53 let's get a bit of a a build up of uh of what god is doing but let's grab yourself a bible grab yourself a bible you've heard me say a thousand times look at mine look it's torn it's ripped it's marked i've even got isaiah marked there the covers off it it's torn i've got bits and pieces missing off it but it's mine it feels real it's alive it's lovely i love it it's beautiful I just love this Bible. I've got to tell you that I love it. The spine, look at the state of the spine of it. A bit like mine, a bit buckled and a bit bent and a bit uh, bit at it at the moment. But never mind. God is good. Isaiah, let's jump straight into the book of Isaiah, wherever you are across the earth tonight. This week is a powerful week in, in, in the world of Christianity, within the church, within even if you said and you press the drum of religion, whatever one you want to look at that, because this is about salvation. You are saved. You are a child of the living God. You might be the most anxious person on planet earth. You may be going through thoughts that you can't even tell your loved one, your friend, your mum, your dad, your husband, your wife about. You might be experiencing things in your life that you never thought you would experience. But let me tell you this, nothing can snatch you out of the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Romans makes that so clear. You know, the battle belongs to the Lord. Romans chapter 8 verse 1, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation on your life. You are washed through the blood of Jesus Christ, through the crimson tide he is your God he is your king you are saved not because of any great preacher not because of pastors not because of leaders not because of me not because of religion you are not saved because uh, you went to the altar call you are you are saved purely because the power of God has set you free and has set me free it is God that is the savior it is Christ that is the redeemer it is him that is the lamb that was slain he is the king he is your God he is your redeemer 
and you will keep hearing me repeat this even this morning when we jump into the pulpit and when we see what God has for us redemption is all over this this is what it's about it's not about performing arts by the church it's not about performing arts by by great playwriters this is about the king of kings and the lord of lords you are saved doesn't matter what your life looks like it doesn't matter how you feel in your life it doesn't matter what is going on around you you are saved and you are blood washed and you are a child of the living god and there is nothing too big there is nothing too vast there is nothing too wide for the love of god maybe there's things happen maybe there's things that have gone on maybe uh, there are things in relationships maybe there are things at home maybe the children maybe at work maybe just within yourself things just don't seem right let me remind you you are a child of the living god you haven't just jumped onto this live stream service just for the sake of skipping through god has led you to this place tonight and i gotta let you know that your redeemer lives and because he lives you can face tomorrow you might be going through trials you might be going through tests you might be going through the strain of life you might be finding that everything is coming against your house your front door you might find everything is breaking out in you and around you but what is very clear is that nothing can take salvation away from you this week i've said it night after night after night you are a child of the living God and God loves you it doesn't matter what the earthly circumstance is it doesn't matter what the what the press is around you it doesn't matter what the world is saying about you it doesn't matter how vile it seems around you it doesn't matter how tough it seems it doesn't matter what is going on the outside God saved you God is a rescuer and God sees every area of your life in maybe you've never stepped into church maybe you're just cracking into this live stream service at this moment and you're thinking what's this in vicar doing up this time of night on on this evening what what is going on what is all this about christ loves you you are saved not because the preacher told you you are you are not just saved because the church has has pushed you into a corner and said you've got to say this prayer you've got to say that prayer if you don't say the the sinner's prayer you won't be saved what a load of rubbish god saved you you didn't even need to move your lips you didn't even need to say anything because salvation dropped onto you and no one can resist this holy god again no one can resist this holy god his life is very clear his life he came and he came and he came to save he come to set the captives free let's get straight into the scripture uh verse uh, verse one let's read very gently isaiah chapter 53 verse one and it says uh, who has believed our message and whom as the arm of the lord can be revealed he grew up this is about christ this is about the messiah hundreds of years before he even came into human existence i will not say he was birthed because the scripture doesn't say that he was birth it says and the word became he was always always in existence he is the living word he is your god he is your king he is the word this scripture is about him and it is for him he gave this he opened the prophet's heart to write this but he's writing this this is about redemption this is about salvation this is about hope this is about the sovereignty of god the power of the holy spirit nothing can snatch you out of the love of god maybe you've never trod over the threshold of church maybe the only time you've gone to church is for uh, a wedding or a funeral or for for some other reason whatever it may be maybe there is no intention in your life as you look through this service tonight about going to church maybe you're just inquiring and looking and scrolling over the socials you are not just looking and inquiring by your own hand on your phone god has called you for such a time of this and god is working in many people's lives you can put the label over your life you can call yourself an agnostic you can call yourself an atheist you can call yourself uh, a humanist you can call yourself whatever you want but one thing you can't run from is the power of the holy ghost he is the king of kings and he is the lord of lords he is the god that calls the things that are not as though they are he put the stars in the heavens he sent his one and only son for this very week regardless of of where we sit in the calendar press regardless where we sit whatever way we look at it we should not be just looking at the resurrection of christ and the the crucifixion of christ just because it is it is holy week and it is passover and as the world says it is easter we got to remember that we should always be remembering 
the birth, the death, and the resurrection of the living Christ. We've got to understand how he came into the world through through uh, the formation of Mary and how that happened. We've got to understand that the word became. I've got to understand that he became and he was into this world. So I've got to remember how he got here. I've got to understand it. This week is about that too, because he was created and he was brought into earthly existence purely to go to the cross of Calvary. It wasn't for church purposes. It wasn't for pastors to 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 go to ceremony and, and, and all the stuff and to theological college. It wasn't just for the pastors and the church to say, "I know Jesus." It, he came. He came into this earth. He created this earth. He formed this earth. He he spoke everything into being because the living word was at the very beginning of time. You will find very clearly through the book of Genesis that very very clear, very clear. Very, very, very clear. I'm going to say it again. Very clear that God spoke the world into being. Look, I'm speaking fast. I'm going too fast. I've got to slow down. I just can't help it when I talk about Jesus. Let's read it from verse 1. I started and then I stopped. Uh, and it says, Who will believe our message uh, and from whom as the arm of the Lord can be revealed? He grew up. He grew up a number of uh, a few hundred years, seven, eight hundred years, whatever it was, round about. Someone might put it online for us. He grew up uh, before him. He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected. Here we go. Hold tight. This is for you. This is for me. If Christ has done this for me, how much more can he do it for you, brothers and sisters? He says he was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one uh, from who hid their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. This is Christ. Surely, I love this verse 4 of Isaiah 53. Surely he took up our pain. He has taken my pain. He has taken your pain. He took up, surely he took up our pain and bore our sufferings. Yet we consider him punished by God, really interesting, really deep, stricken by him and afflicted, but he was pierced for our transgressions, a New Testament uh, scripture that we can bring that up to line of, he was pierced for our transgressions and he was crushed for our iniquities, the punishment that brought us peace was upon him, by his wounds we are healed, we all like sheep have gone astray, even of us has turned to him on our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquities of us all he was opposed and he was afflicted yet he did not open his mouth isn't that interesting what we read last night in front of Pilate in front of Herod in front of the crowd he just said it is as you say he was he did not open his mouth he was led like the lamb to the slaughter and a sheep before the shearers is silent so he did not open his mouth let's turn let's turn let's go into the new testament let's jump into the gospel of matthew the synoptic gospel of matthew as we go to chapter 26 as we go to 26 now he was led like a sheep to be slaughtered he was pierced for our transgressions he was and he had nothing around him that was attractive in his physical being that would attract any human being to him he is god he is the king he is the lord of lords matthew chapter 27 sorry and we're going to read from verse uh we're taking from verse 57 as evening approach when the rich man came from uh arimathea named joseph who had himself become a disciple of jesus going to pilate he asked him for the body uh jesus's body and pilate ordered that it be given to him joseph took the body body down wrapped him in clean uh clothes and linen and placed him in a new tomb that had been cut out of the rock uh, he rolled a big stone in front of the entrance of the tomb and went away mary Magdalene 
It says in the scripture in verse 61, Mary uh, and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. All I want to say is tonight, very simply, our sins are buried with Christ. My sin, your sin. My old man, your old man has been nailed to the cross of Calvary. You are a child of the living God. Our lives might not reflect, our lives might not reflect uh, a Christian's life, but whose life? Now, let's have a think about this a moment. Whose life can actually reflect a true believer? We are trying, we are pressing into the word, we are looking at him, we are trusting him, we are leaning into him. Now, what we've got to understand tonight, at this very moment in time, our sicknesses, our disease, our fears, our worries were now to the cross of Calvary and they was uh, buried with Christ. Everything in our life that was against him and what he died for has been now to the cross of Calvary. You are free tonight. I am free tonight. We are washed in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. The other gospel makes it so clear. He was pierced for our transgressions. Blood and water flowed from his side. No man has the power or the capabilities or the understand or the logic or the computing or the natural remit in someone's mind and the, the cognitive processing and the philosophy and the understanding of life to be able to say, yes, I actually receive you, Lord. Now you can come into my life. When you look at what we are looking at, we are looking at prophecy from the book of Isaiah, round about 750. 5,800 years. You know, someone, God willing, may stretch that on uh, the social tonight for us and, and give us a more of a, a pinpointed, roughly, uh, 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 just an idea of, of how many years before this actually came, this prophecy came into physical uh, being. So what we've got to understand is when the prophet was prophesying, he was speaking about the Messiah. He was pierced for our transgressions. They nailed him to the cross of Calvary. There was nothing about him that was attractive. There was nothing about his persona, nothing about the physical Christ. He grew up as a tender shoot. He grew up out of dry ground. When you understand what we are looking at, this is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Completely the opposite to what we see. I might get beaten with a stick here. uh, To certain pastors and certain leaders, they got to have this, they got to have that, they got to have the red carpet at church, they got to have the car park space out the front, they got to have A, B, C and D and everything's got to be right. But when you look at Christ, the one that has given us given us salvation there was nothing about him that was attractive in any way shape or form in his physical being the uh, the prophet writes so clear in the book of isaiah 53 but he is the king and he is the lord of lords wherever you are tonight i just want to emphasize and i just want to hold in verse 57 of uh, matthew chapter 27 when they buried christ when he said it is finished we We entered into a new covenant. We were washed in the blood of Jesus. The scripture says not one of his bones was broken. Why was his bones not broken? Because uh, very clearly his side had to be pierced for the scriptures to come into being. Hmm. Excuse me, my child. Yes, we are drinking coffee. Yes, it is. 22 minutes past 12, the early hours of Sunday morning. Yes, it is Sunday. Sunday is on us. The Messiah is alive. The grave is empty. But we and I, and at this moment in time, I must keep beating the drum of redemption. You are redeemed. You are blood washed. You are a child of the living God. God has you in the palm of his hand. Again, Holy Week. I'm going to repeat myself. We have to understand where we are. I'm not being condescending in in any way, shape or form tonight, I must understand that my Redeemer lives and because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Why can I face tomorrow? Romans chapter 8 verse 1, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. You was in, I've been grafted in, you have been grafted in. We are in through the power of the living word, not by our own stretch, not by our own strength, not by the altar call. How many times have we heard 
over and over and over again come down and receive your salvation come and say the sinner's prayer we need to look and understand about the sinner's prayer what that says but that that prayer you've got to be really clear that it's not very biblical in in many ways shapes and form the only prayer that we are given is the lord's prayer that is the only prayer so god is not waiting god is not sitting seating on the circle of the earth twiddling his thumbs and thinking i've got to wait for that reverend ben Benjamin Leonard Cooper to actually move his lips before I can actually put myself into his heart. Well, actually, it's the wrong way round. Christ has put himself into my heart before my heart even came into existence, before my heart and my lips were even formed in the formation of a human being, before my lips had the power to articulate and even say the name Jesus, even to say, God, you are my savior, before I even said that before I even spoke that before I even understood that he went to the cross of Calvary and when they buried him in the tomb what happened our sins our sicknesses our iniquities our pain our suffering was now to the cross of Calvary we were washed in the blood of Jesus and when they buried him in that new tomb that was borrowed that was carved out the rock face when they buried Christ all of my existing life that is sinful got buried with the king of kings and the lord of lords and no one can resurrect the old sin in your life yeah there might be a tendency where we might lean into a bit of old stuff but by the power of the holy spirit the holy spirit brings us back you know we might call it lord recalibrate me bring me back to your word lord or may i use biblical biblical terms uh, this evening I think I should do, considering we're in the church and we are in the Word of God. So what do we look at? We look at the prodigal son over and over and over. There are many prodigal sons that do not even realize that they are prodigals. You know, I am a prodigal. Who has the faith? Who has the authenticity, who has the actual uh, understanding within their lives that I am a prodigal possibly more times than I can actually be faithful. Oh, Lord, that is very deep. Yes, but Lord, why, oh, why, oh, why? As Paul writes very clearly, oh, wretched man am I. Why do I do the things I hate? The greatest writer on planet Earth, Christ nailed all our sins, all our iniquity, all our pain, all our suffering, he nailed it to the cross of Calvary, and once it was nailed to the cross of Calvary, and he said, it is finished, once the temple curtain was torn into, once darkness fell, once the holy ones came out of the graves, once he said, it is finished, then man and Christ entered into a new covenant, and then suddenly Joseph comes and takes him off of the cross his side was pierced for our transgressions then as they buried him our existing and our old man was buried too christ was the one that came back he is the resurrection the truth and the life lord i thank you that you are the only one that has been resurrected that my old man has not been resurrected because my old man was now to the cross of calvary now i am a new creation in christ jesus the old has gone and the new has come all religion cannot give you all the greatest preachers and teachers the theologians everyone no religious person can give you what christ has given me and given you you are free because of the blood of jesus you are a child of the living god because of the blood of the messiah you are free because he was led like a lamb to be slaughtered you are free because of the beating you are free because of the blood of the messiah you are free because of the scripture tells us so who the son sets free is free indeed he says i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me everything is done through the living word he is the living word he is yes and he is amen he is your bright morning star he is your 
God, he is your king. But let's just remind ourselves tonight that we are wonderfully and we are fearfully made. Not in a Pentecostal drum skin, but we are wonderfully and fearfully made because the old has gone and the new has come. Because of Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53, he was pierced for our transgressions. Our iniquity was upon him, but God gave him the name and at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. God, everything bows at the name of Jesus. Sickness bows to the name of Jesus. Fear bows to the name of Jesus. He is your God and he is your king. And I pray that wherever you are tonight across this earth, whatever the time zone is in your life, we clearly understand that this week that we are in, it is not about the worldly, the churchy, the Christianity, uh, and I use that word very carefully, the churchianity, the Christianity label that so many are putting over their door of their house, but they don't understand. It is about the blood. The blood will be a sign. I can call myself what I want. I can say a pastor, a reverend, a leader, A, B, C, and D. But if I do not, if I do not know that my Redeemer lives, if I do not do not have the blood over my life. It is all for nothing. There is trouble without the blood of Jesus. There is trouble without the blood of the Messiah. His plans are glorious for you. And the plans that he has for you and he has for me are covered and they are ordained. He is the living atonement. He is the one and only sacrifice. He is the one. It is not the church. It is not religion. It is not this just because the church is going its holy week and the calendar there's a line up and this and a b c and d we gotta i gotta understand i'm speaking very reverently and i'm speaking very openly that i have to understand tonight that this week is about jesus yeah there are many waving the palm leaves welcoming in into jerusalem there are many welcoming in but there are the same ones carrying that palm leaf threw that down to the floor that said give us barabbas Am I one that's calling for a Barabbas? Am I one that was uh, in the courtyard and said, I do not know him? What are you talking about? Or am I the one that is going to stand up and say, I belong to Jesus. His son died on the cross for me. Christ, the Messiah, died on the cross for me. God sent his one and only son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Got to be careful with John 3.16 in the clear factor of this. That whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life i do not have the power to believe until he presents the human mind the understanding when i'm in the sin formation of a human being before i know christ uh, christ has to present himself to me because that comes in the formation and that comes in the skin of salvation that comes in the messiah the messiah comes to us first because the physical has no power of getting into the spiritual believe it or believe it not there are many ministries out there that are telling us that we are superhumans that we are little gods and we can do all these weird and wonderful things if we pay x amount of money we will become an evangelist we will become a prophet we'll become a teacher we will become all this sort of stuff when actually the scripture says work out your salvation with fear and trembling i ain't got to worry if i'm a pastor or a leader what i've got to understand is am i saved am i truly saved am i washed in the blood of jesus this is not about lifestyle choices because we all can i be honest we all make lifestyle choices that do not represent the Messiah. We all make lifestyle choices that do not re represent true Christ. We make lifestyle choices due to whatever culture is doing and due to whatever work is doing. And those lifestyle choices can be sometimes quite away from the will of the Father. How, God, do I bring myself to this position? I say, dear God, in the name of Jesus, what do I do? I repent. The Bible talks about repentance. Repenting is so powerful. Repentance is life-changing. You could almost say there is, a, there is a tiny thread of revival, and I'm not referring to revival going out skipping and dancing, barking like a dog. I might as well give you a dog biscuit if you're going to do that. That ain't nothing of Christ, that's for sure. You know, what I've got to understand is repentance. Repentance. Repent. I've got to repent of what? Repent of my wicked ways. Repent of what? Unforgiveness. 
I've got to repent of pride, repent of arrogance, repent of bullying, repenting of an attitude that's not good, repenting of thinking that's not right, repenting of so many things, whatever it may be. The scripture says, all have sinned and fallen short of his glory. But this week is about Christ. It is not about the theatrical performance of religion and what is going on across the performance of church. This is about redemption. You are redeemed. You are saved, not because of the preacher is telling us so. You are saved, not because clearly of religion is telling you to come and do this, walk down this corridor and come and receive Christ. Because if you don't come now, it is going to close. What? on earth is all that about you are in the grip you are in the hand you are in the understanding of christ you are on the potter's will and he is shaping you and he is shaping me nothing can separate us from the love of god that is in christ jesus but we need i need to clearly understand right now i am redeemed who is my redeemer he is my redeemer, my God and my king. He's worthy of all praise. I pray that wherever you are tonight, that the power of the Holy Spirit will descend upon your life like never before. I pray as we come to communion tonight, you will feel the power of God. You don't need to be delivered anymore. You don't need to be set free anymore. One sacrifice once and for all. So why do I keep having these incidents in my life? Why do I keep having this stuff going on? Because of the battlefield of the, of the mind. Let me just say this. Christ came into you and the devil ran. The devil cannot take up residence when Christ is living in you. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He's the living God and he is the living king. The scripture is very clear. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Who is the he in the world? Lucifer. The, the activity of the dark side. So there is no dark in me. If I know that my Redeemer lives and because he lives, I can face tomorrow. The devil has gone. The devil can do one. The devil can buzz off and do what he likes. I do not need another deliverance service because I am delivered and I am redeemed and I am set free simply because Christ went to the cross of Calvary. That is it. I don't need another prayer of deliverance because I am delivered. What I've got to do is work out my salvation with fear and trembling. I ain't got to worry about Lucifer. I ain't got to worry about Nephilim, the sons of God. I ain't got to worry about all that hocus pocus that deliverance ministries are trying to push on me. I am a son of the living God. You are a daughter of the living God. You were bought with a price and the price was the blood of the Messiah and your Redeemer lives and because he lives you can face tomorrow so lucifer has no strength over your life there are many that are keep going to deliverance ministry deliverance ministry this prayer that prayer jumping up and down suddenly what happens there we become caught in the devil's activity simply because we get caught in witchcraft we get caught in in so much activity on the wrong side of the cross now i gotta let you know tonight that you are saved you are saved once and once only. You have been delivered once and once only. Salvation cannot be taken. Salvation cannot be extracted. The devil is a liar and you are a son and a daughter of the living God. And as we come to communion tonight, you are blessed. You don't need to go to another deliverance ministry. You don't need any more prophecies over your life. You are heaven bound because you are a daughter and a son of the living God. So how do I know what God wants for me? I get the word and I read the living word of God. It's got all the prophecies. It's got everything that I need. I don't need to go far out looking for a deliverance ministry. I don't need to go out looking for this word from this pastor and that pastor. All I need to know is what does Jesus say about me and to me? What prayer? I don't need to go and, and, and flick open the books on prayer. Another 101 ways to pray. Another 105 ways to be delivered. Another 6,000 ways to pray. When Jesus says, pray like this, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
The Lord's prayer will shake the gates of hell. The Lord's prayer will put blessing in your pathway. If Jesus said, this is the prayer to pray, pray the prayer. I don't need another book from another pastor, another prophet, another great evangelist telling me how to pray. I just open the word and I read the word of God because his word is yes and amen. And he is the way, the truth and the life. No one goes or comes to the father except through me. You are redeemed. You are not saved because religion called you that day. You are saved because the word set you free. You were washed in the blood before you even realized you were washed in the blood. You were saved before your physical person even understood what salvation was. God was not sitting on the throne and the mercy seat. He was not sitting in the high heavenly places, twiddling his thumbs and going, I'm waiting for Reverend Ben Cooper to get ordained. And when he's got ordained, and when he has said the sinner's prayer, and when he has heard that that word from that preacher over there, then I'm waiting for Ben to actually say, yes, Lord, I'll let you in. What a load of baloney religious jargon is that? God is not waiting for me to move my lips. How can you say that, Pastor? You're being a little bit flippant. I might be being a little bit flippant. I might be being a little blasé. I might be being a little bit trappy tonight. But all I know is that my Redeemer lives, and because he lives, I can face tomorrow. And I was saved before the cross of Calvary even came into being. Yes, we was. Yes, you was. Because redemption plan. What does the cross of Calvary show us? The cross of Calvary shows us that Christ became flesh, made his dwelling among us, and he made a spectacle to every dark entity across the earth he was in charge of his his life and his death the angels in heaven were watching his father in heaven was watching the spirit of the living god was watching and was with him the living word was on the cross of calvary and the living word had the power and the strength because he is the living word and he said it is finished then me you All of existence was swept into a new covenant, was drawn. We had no choice because we don't have the power to resist this eternal God. There are many cultures, there are many teachings out there that are telling us and trying to show through through the manipulation of scripture, there is a possibility that because this little word here, you might lose your, it doesn't tie up with the rest of God. You have been saved by grace. The key word is grace. Grace says and covers everything. You are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You are blood washed. You are a child of the living God. God loves you even though the world may be kicking you, even though you might have forces and agents coming towards you in different areas of your life, they cannot attach, they cannot get you because once saved, always saved. Once washed, always washed. There comes a time in one's life when suddenly we realize that no devil in hell can catch us. Yes, yes, yes. Who, who, who is under our feet? I look down and beyond the carpet, beyond the earth, the devil is under our feet. And that's where he stays. That's where he stays because he was crushed at the cross of Calvary. Lucifer was crushed at the cross of Calvary when he was kicked out of heaven. And Christ said to the audience around him, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Who chucked Satan out of heaven? God, Christ. Satan has no power. He was cast out of the heavenlies and his train and his towel swept all the agents out. It doesn't matter how many demonic forces Uh, people tell you there are coming at you when you know your redeemer lives you can stand and sit on the sofa and say hang on a minute lucifer let me tell you a story you was kicked out of heaven and i'm on my way to heaven you was cast to the earth i'm being taken from the earth let me tell you this lucifer you thought that you had my christ my god on the cross of calvary he just rested for three days he just gathered his breath he just gathered his force he just laid in that place 
And when he said it is finished on the third day, God, Christ himself, when you bring all this together, God breathed into the lungs of Christ and then suddenly the stone was rolled away. The angels came down from heaven's glory, sat at one at his head, one at his foot, one where he laid. And isn't it interesting, the Marys ran, the disciples ran. The church is always trying to find Christ in a dead place. Well, he is risen. Lucifer, my God is alive. My God is going to whip you so hard. And he already has whipped you because he's kicked you out of heaven. And let me just remind you, Lucifer, who created you? My God. My God created everything. My God created the most beautiful angels in the world could ever exist and beyond human existence the angels are so beautiful and god even says in the in the old testament i created you you was beautiful you was completely beautiful then you god created him in his beauty but then he fell because he wanted to be worshipped so there is no dark force there is no dark dominion there is nothing that can attach itself to you even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil because you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me psalm 119 105 check the text please your word is a lamp unto my feet a light for my path if my god is for me who can be against me no weapon forged against me shall prosper every tongue that rises up and up against me shall be condemned if god is for me who can be against me in the book of exodus i love this text i absolutely love this text god said to the israelites to moses to those that are around him he said listen we didn't actually say it like that but this is scripture what he said i will be an enemy to your enemies yeah my god oh lord it makes me want to lay back on the sofa kick me trainers off and say lucifer have a look at my god actually lucifer my god created you uh my god went to the cross and my god was in charge of every breath and every word upon him he looked like he was he was been beaten black and blue ripped all over the place and he didn't have the physical strength to make it but he hung on the cross of calvary as the king of kings and as the lord of lords as the man christ jesus but as he hung on the cross of calvary he said it is finished it wasn't the physical that took him out it was the spoken word and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us and if we was to go in genesis and it says and god said let there be light that same power that spoke universes that spoke structure that spoke life that pulled humanity from the dust of the earth the same god that spoke everything into existence and in Colossians, it says this, and uh, Christ is the image of the invisible God. So Christ is the image of the invisible God. So the spoken word, the rhema word, the living word is on the cross of Calvary. And the living word is just speaking across the platform of humanity. And he said, it is finished and as he said that you can imagine a loud roar you could hear maybe a loud rumble and everything was happening darkness descended the temple curtain was torn into and by christ saying it is finished it was like a vacuum an access an access point was made to the god of israel through the blood of Jesus Christ. And when Joseph took uh, Christ's body and he placed him and he wrapped him in new linen and he dressed him and he done everything as the scripture says and he laid him in the borrowed tomb, guess what? Our old man laid there, lied there, stayed there with Christ. And your old man, my old man, and I'm not referring to my dad, I'm talking about the old me, my old ways, the old person, the old Ben, the sinful was kept in the grave. Never to be resurrected, never to be lifted out again, because it was now to the cross of Calvary, now one sacrifice, once and for all, the book tells us. 
the Lamb of God. You are washed, you are blood washed, you are saturated in the blood of Jesus, you are a child of the living God. It doesn't matter what religion is trying to say to you, it doesn't matter what and how you, you, you may have been caught up in church for so many years, you may, you may have been caught up in so much religion and junk, everything has gone on in your life and you've wondered, God, am I actually saved? If we are questioning that, if we are actually asking them questions, that is because we are saved and we are just want to make sure that we are secure in our salvation. You are saved. Again, I'll repeat myself. And it wasn't the message that the preacher preached. It wasn't the shout of the religious order. It wasn't what uh, the 12 steps to Jesus that got you saved. It wasn't the disciple course that warmed you up and got you ready for salvation. It wasn't the alpha course that actually got you saved. It wasn't anything of man that got you saved. God uses them to assist the and to help and to engineer the human being to get to a position of realization that yes, he is alive and I am saved not because of any course, not because of a discipleship course, not because of a, real, a, a meal around the table with pastors and leaders, brothers, sisters and deacons, not because the church has stroked my back and said welcome to church, but because my God sent his son to the cross of Calvary and by the blood of the living Christ I am saved by grace you are been saved oh come on let's get to the bread come on let's get to this bread and the wine wherever you are this evening you know many might be on the wine already take it easy take it easy take it easy you know come on let's break some bread together let's take the cup together Wherever you are across the earth tonight, whether you're sharing this out through the power of podcasts, whether you're watching this live stream service, I may be a little bit flippant. Uh, I maybe you might think I'm arrogant. I'm, I, I don't mean to be in any way, shape or form. I just realized that I am uh, a prodigal son saved by grace. I just realized that I am a human being saved by the blood of Jesus. I just realized that my title means nothing in the kingdom of God. The only title that I carry is a son of the living God titles are extinct they are quite like the dinosaur they are on their way out you know titles actually mean nothing in the kingdom of God what actually means is that you are a daughter and you are a son I am a son whatever we are we are who we are in Christ Jesus we are worshippers the Bible tells us that we are worshippers we worship the Messiah we don't worship pastors and leaders brothers and sisters and deacons we thank God for their lives and we encourage them and we help each other in the faith but we don't look up to pastors and leaders don't look to me I will foul you over and over and over and over my I will foul you just like a t continuum I will let you down more times and I, I will help you but that is just humanity and that that is just the failing of life but there is someone and his name is Jesus that has saved you before eternity even came into the thesaurus or into any language of this earth before any human being understood the word eternity before any human being spoke and studied the word eternity you was already on his heart you was already saved we are just pressing the boards of life and our body and our mind we are just doing what for god foretold through his word and he loves you father as we come to the table tonight lord lord this is about the passover this is the passing over of the angel of death this is the passover the passing over you are the lamb that was slain you are the king of kings and the lord of lords you are jehovah jireh jehovah nissi jehovah shalom you are our god you are our king you are our redeemer and because he lives i can face tomorrow again and again and again i'm going to keep repeating myself as we come to the table tonight you are not saved because you just go to church. Actually, do we realize that God is saving people that don't even go to church? Do we realize that in the world of the persecuted church, God is revealing himself to others that are in other religions? And as he reveals himself to them, 
they came they come out of that religious idolatry and uh, ideology whatever we want to call it however we look at that and then suddenly they realize that this jesus is alive but they've never gone into a christian church they've never read the bible they've never heard of jesus like we have heard him but god saves god doesn't need the fabric of a building to give salvation he is saving people outside of what we call church of what we have made church if you don't come to church you won't get saved if you don't come down and do the sinner's prayer and fall on your face so we can give you a tick box then we can give you this welcome pack that welcome pack and then we'll forget all about you because that's what the church does it's always looking for the number of statistics rather than discipling what is around oh gosh he's hitting some drum skins tonight that's for sure jesus is saving people that don't even know what salvation is jesus is not waiting for humanity to walk into a church on a sunday morning and sit in a chair when the heating's on and listening and thinking shall i have jesus today shall i receive jesus Jesus has already saved before the person even put their foot over the the threshold of church. Jesus is saving those that are in war-torn countries at this very moment tonight. God is saving people that are in desolation. God is rescuing the prostitute. God is rescuing the drug dealer. God is rescuing the single-parent family. God is rescuing that person that is alone. God is rescuing. God is a rescuer. God is helping those that are caught up in suicidal thoughts. God is rescuing those that are in depression. God is rescuing those that have never even heard of Christianity, that have been brought up in a nation that, that doesn't even speak the word Jesus. God is saving right now and setting the captives free how crazy can the westernized church think that it can hold the power of salvation in the westernized box of church and think that on a sunday morning i will give the altar call and they will come running no 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 oh no salvation has been given and salvation will be given when the messiah says now now is the hour of salvation god is moving in every church every nation god is moving in all religions god is remove uh, god is moving and he is working in religions that are not even christianity he is saving people from world religions he is setting people free from narcissistic controllers he is saving people around the world because he is the redeemer and to be and need a redeemer i've got to be set freed from something that has captured me do we realize that we are slaves of righteousness father right now lord right now in the name of jesus as we break bread together father we clearly understand that this has not been put together by the institute of the church this has not been put together by the institute of religion this has not been put into place because of the institute says on a sunday morning or a monday evening we will do this god i want to repent lord of all the wrong teachings that i have given over this over the years i am doing this in remembrance of thee father this bread symbolizes the body of christ and right now lord i thank you that your body was broken and your life was given for me i'm free because he took my transgressions i'm free because his side was pierced i'm free because of the blood of the messiah who the sun sets free is free indeed no more deliverance no more shouting and hollering and dancing and rolling around on the floor legs up in the air barking like a dog no more of that crazy absolutely beyond human understanding god is a god of order and he will not be mocked he is a jealous god and he created with sound speech 
There was no confusion. There is no confusion in the kingdom of God. So Father, I thank you that this bread symbolizes the body of Christ. And as we come before you tonight, Lord, at this hour, at 12.57, Sunday morning, Resurrection Day, Sunday is here. We thank you, Father, that you breathed life into Christ's lungs. You brought him. You set him in. Come, Lord, bless this bread in Jesus' name. Amen. Wherever you are, whoever you are, I would be so bold. Maybe you might say you're arrogant because what I'm about to say, no human being can resist the God of Israel. You can resist religion. You can resist false prophets and teachers. You can laugh at the church and you, you can you can resist religion because even I'm resisting religion. But no human being has the power and the physical capabilities of stopping salvation descending onto one's life. <laughs> no one has the power. No one can decide no one, you can decide, I'm not following religion. But when the kingdom of God breathes over your life, when the kingdom of God breathes in your lungs, when the king speaks into your and over your life, you will never be the same again. You will never be the same again. Never be the same again. Yes, but why do I feel the same again, Rev? Why do I feel the same again, Vicar? Why do I feel the same as I used to? Because the flesh is willing, as Matthew says, clearly in the Synoptic Gospel, the flesh is willing, the flesh is weak, sorry. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. There is a battle, a battle that a believer has to battle, even though I hear you saying on the socials, the battle belongs to the Lord. But yes, there is still a battle of refusing to drop back into the old ways. Don't let the old man rise. Remember what the scripture says about the burial of Christ. Buried and gone. The old is gone and the new has come. But the battlefield of my mind and my thinking I've got to be careful that my thoughts don't become action. Action gets birthed. Once action is birthed, I've sinned. I'm back to being a prodigal. But how many times are you going to forgive me, God? Over and over and over and over and over and over. No one can resist the God of Israel. We're going to take the cup. So, should we do this? How am I going to do this? Why am I going to do this? What's the purpose of doing this? I'm doing this because he says, do this in remembrance of me. For in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it and eat it in remembrance of me. For whosoever, whosoever shall take of this cup in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he takes of the cup. Lord, I examine myself. Lord, I understand, a wretched man am I. I don't deserve salvation, but salvation is a gift. It is by grace you have been saved, Ben. Not by works so that no one can boast. So Lord, I thank you. That you saved me, that you set me free. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. Father, forgive me, for I have sinned and fallen short of your glory. Isn't this glorious? That Christianity isn't about lip service. 
Religion is all lip service. Christianity is about Christ in me. Christ in. I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. Study Christology. I pray that as we drop off the socials, as we say goodbye, we'll see you in a few hours for all those that are going to be in church with us in a few hours. May God bless you and strengthen you. You you brothers and sisters are on the other side of the lens, on the other side of the world tonight. As you join us and as you link into the church services, I pray uh, that God will continue to bless you. How? What, what a crazy prayer. What a crazy thing to say. I pray that God will continue. He's going to do that whether I say yes or amen or what. Because his ways are just and his blessings are new every morning. His blessings are new every morning. I pray that wherever you are across the world, that you will sleep well. Let your sleep be sweet. And may God, may God just keep revealing his word to you. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest this evening, tonight, this morning, whatever the time is. Three minutes past, three minutes past one. Sunday is here. The Messiah has left the grave. The stone had been rolled away. No devil in hell could keep him from coming back. Because he says, I hold the keys to death and to life. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Good night and God bless. And I'll see you in church tomorrow at 10.45. In church today at 10.45 in a few hours. Or I may capture online same time may god bless you and strengthen you you are saved you are redeemed you are loved you are a child of the living god you belong to jesus god bless thank you for joining us tonight you can find us on apple music amazon music iHeartRadio, spotify buzzsprout and so many hopeful so many other social networks please share all this out please go and find uh, the podcast we would be really grateful for that to dig into the podcast and listen to them to tune them over to meditate over them to bring scripture to them see what we're what we're all saying in, in the word of god and just to rest in the word of god god bless have a wonderful few hours sleep and we will catch you soon in the mighty name of jesus christ god bless